Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, Episode 71. I'm Michael John Simpson. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. If you sign up for the free trial at audibletrial.com slash something2xp, it won't cost you anything extra, and they'll give us a little something in return. Help us out, won't you? This week's guest is blogger, podcaster, and sex educator, sex nerd Sandra. Sandra and I talked about sex positivity, podcasts, altered states, consent, porn, and pop culture. Wave your freak flag! Here's episode 71 of the Something Something Experience. Sure. They did not tell me that they switched over. Yeah, if I look at my podcast aggregator thinger sex nerd Sandra yeah eight months ago the last one was eight uh, months? Wait, gender really? eight qu- months? gender queer part two with Reese Nicholson and Javier whoa what wait eight months and what um aggregator are you using or is that just RSS feeds like uh, it's just feeds I guess I'm using uh, a podcaker pro on my Android okay, like yeah. you do I need to talk to them about that because I mean, it's probably Nerdist wide, but it kind of fucked everything up. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't look on the Nerdist page. Duh. Well, I mean, I would say like a lot of the podcasts that Nerdist because they've got over twenty or thirty oh, yeah, podcasts yeah. now. They're probably all kind of not getting updated. Um, Jackie and Lori is, and Nerdist is. Well, Nerdist is their bread and butter, so I'm sure they're paying more attention to that. Who's Jackie and Lori? Jackie Kilmartin and Lori. Uh, sorry, Jackie Cation and Lori Kilmartin. They're comedians, and they're they do a podcast about being women in stand up. Oh, I didn't know they were doing that. It's awesome. I bet it is. I've been uh, told about a lot. Jackie of- was on our on our show. I I got her to sit down with me for forty five minutes at Podfest last year. Yeah, she's great. Here's it. Here's uh, oh, feel free to. Oh, I'm cool. Really, Thank you. I'm handling your memory stick. It's a th- oh my. <laughs> Didn't even buy me dinner first. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, she doesn't do that. <laughs> He'll be like Kyle Clark laughing in the background. Perfect. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can totally feel that it's kind of warm in here right now. The AC is going to sound terrible. I've dealt with that before. I need to spit out my gum. Red bucket. Red bucket. The gum bucket. The gum bucket. You stupid gum bucket. Oh, I was oh, it fell over again. It's fine. This is fine. Okay. That'll be fine. It's a it's a low rent operation we have here. Um, what was I just gonna look up? Oh, yeah, I was looking up. Six nerds. Your memory card seems to not be able to be being able to be read. It's just mm-hmm. taking forever to load, which means it might be formatted to something different. Or I formatted it this morning. It's like Fat Thirty Two or something. <laughs> Oh, so maybe it's, it's just it's doing that, so let me give it another... Oh, oh, it did it! Did it do it? Is it recording? I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what we have here. Hi, I'm I'm talking into a microphone. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it well.
And then I destroyed my own earbuds. Nice! <laughs> okay, totally Like you do. Excellent. Uh, there's that thing. There's that thing. And then I'm gonna click record on that. And then you're welcome to, to be the boss of it. I'm just gonna... Okay, you can just sit it there. That's fine. Oh yeah, right. There's that. Oh yeah, I left my... Um, How's the microphone on this? Table. Is it just like a condenser or something? Yeah, it's two condenser mics. They're really sensitive. Oh, cool. Um, which is nice. Um, do you know the Nerdist um, writer's panel? Yeah, I haven't been aware of it. Yeah. Yeah, he when he records, he just sets that. Oh. On the on the table, and cool. it picks up nicely because. Yeah, I've been thinking about getting a singular device instead of carrying all this around. I mean, this is fine and and it works, but sometimes it's. I don't know. Dude, check this out. It's the exact same condenser mics that yeah. are really good, but you can plug it into a lightning port. Oh, wow. I know. Into an iPod or I- iPhone. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. It's sexual. 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 The plugging in of the things. But yeah. Um, I might poke at this because the mic level. Yeah, don't get in at a round of these because the mics are completely different. Yeah, I was thinking about getting an actual Zoom, but, uh, you know, yeah. there's that whole money thing. <laughs> money? Well, I already gone down in I spent, price. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I had noticed that. Um, I, I spent $50 on my Snowball, and I already had an iPad, too, and then I bought the adapter kit for 30 bucks. So $80 in, and we're podcasting. I was wondering... I didn't know there were adapters. Yeah, there's actually, um, for they, they make these in Lightning as well. This is an older iPad 2, so it still has the old the old school connector. Oh, yeah. But they make a $30 uh, adapter kit that has a USB, one of them has a USB plug, and the other one is a uh, an SD card slot for your iPad. It's pretty cool. Oh, dear. Okay, so I'm not going to move much. I'm just going to get my phone make sure it's... Sure. Not make Mine's business. off. And then you're. <laughs> I'm the other you're welcome to play with my laptop. You do, you do, you. You know, you run with my home. You don't have to be all quiet and behave. No, that's okay. that's my plan. I'm gonna be quiet and behave. And you have your water. I have my water. I'll have my therapy. Oh, so what are we gonna talk about? Well, are we just gonna start doing it? Just you know, talk about everything, about whatever you like. I like your your fuzzy hat on the wall there. That's cool. Thank you. Good space work for the podcast. Um, if you if you need something like, oh, that's a beautiful hat on the wall. Can I, you know, can we take a closer look? Are you going to PA this? Are you going yes. to Are you going to I'll, my be, service the, I'll be the runner. Go first, right? <laughs> if you need like, I need more. You'll water. be Katie Levine. You'll be you'll be you'll be looking up. You'll be looking up. You know. I swear to God, one of these days, Nerdist is gonna. Well, they're not gonna get any money out of me. They're gonna like, 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 send me a, a nasty lawyer letter for talking about their podcast on my podcast so much. Because I, I talk I, half the time. I'm talking about all the pod, other podcasts I'm listening to. So. <laughs> oh man, should I have listened to podcasts before? No. Nah, nah. I mean, like you know, so we could talk podcasts. Oh, we could. I mean, well, we could talk yours. I mean, you have one. You've had one for a long time. I have. It's true. Yeah, it's like six or seven years now, something like that. No, I've been a sex educator for seven years. I've okay. been podcasting for almost five. Okay. Because yeah. I remember going to a couple of your live podcasts. Uh, was it downtown at the, the, what was that place? The, the, no, it wasn't there. What was it? Oh, Meltdown. Mel- well, it was Meltdown, yeah. We went, we went to Meltdown a couple times. 
this is a long time ago. This was back before before Meltdown and Jonah with Kamel was a TV show. Back when the you know the Meltdown thing really just kind of started. God, is so. that really? Have they really had a TV show for that long? No, it's no. only they're only in season. F- they're, they're getting ready to shoot season three, but they were doing the, the Wednesday Meltdown show six, oh, yeah. five or six, seven years ago. Okay, like so that. maybe you saw me teaching or yeah. I guessed on something else because yeah. I yeah. don't remember ever doing anything downtown unless it was that penis art show. Might have been. Did you Might have go been. to a penis art show? Uh, it's possible. Okay. <laughs> I probably would have remembered it, so probably not. The audio um, really messed up. I never. But there was a com- there was a bunch of comedy stuff that was going on at that at something downtown, and I thought that there was a couple times you did a live show down there, but maybe not. But we used to go to the Meltdown a lot, like I said, five six years ago, and we'd go and see the when uh, what was it Matt Myers Day Off, you know, Wednesday night thing or Sunday night thing or whatever, and then there was an open mic thing and. We used to go there a lot. I have old pictures of like Matt Kirshen and Jonah and Matt and Matt Myra and all oh, those guys and um, so from back then. So do you identify as a fanboy? Kind of connoisseur, like yeah, I don't know, more of an aficionado or an enthusiast rather than a than a real slobbering fanboy. I don't have time to like fan out on stuff the way I used to. I don't have. I'm not definitely not as geeky as I used to be. I'm, I I I spend so much of my time. Spending time with people IRL that I rarely, I don't play video games anymore. I hardly watch TV anymore. I hardly, I hardly consume media anymore. You're so just really enjoying life. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I'm weird. doing that like real in person life thing. I don't yeah. like it. It's weird. Do we it's have weird. to talk about that? It's weird. It's, it's like I'm behaving like a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Instead of a Gen Xer. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like authentic relationships. It's real millennial. Oh yeah, 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 totally. Ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm coming around. Maybe, maybe I'm being hipstery about spending time with people in real life. (laughs) These are Ray Bans. (laughs) Um, So, are we doing it? Is this podcast? Oh yeah, we've been going for nine minutes now. Okay. Yeah, we don't. There's no, there's no pomp and circumstance. There's no introduction. That we just start talking. Okay. It's that whole thing of of. You say, okay, we're starting the podcast now, and people put their wall up and, and be like, okay, I'm being official and on a pot being interviewed now, whereas this is just a casual conversation. Okay, so should I get as lethargic as I usually am? Yeah, lethargic, and you can go back to being that, that weird kind of spoon, zen spoon position you were in when I arrived. And, right. And <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, you know, I have, there are many faces of, of me, so I mean, I'm just going to maybe pull this pillow out and okay. kind of curl up All and be right. like, okay, so this is... You're going to get the authentic version of me. If I start crying, just keep going. Relax, nerd Sandra. Relax, nerd Sandra. Um, So, what got you into uh, wanting to do sex education? Okay. So, that's the question I'm always asked. I never know what to say. Because uh, I think it's a a quite... there's so many layers to it, mm-hmm. and I don't have my you know awesome snazzy elevator speech. I got really close recently on you know Tristan Terramino. She's a, she's like the butt stuff expert. Oh wow, no, I don't. Like last 15 years, she uh, wrote Opening Up. It's a poly thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah, I know. I know Opening Up. I know. I've read. Um, I'm reading Sex at Dawn. I've read. Uh, Eaton and List. Uh, 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 Eaton uh, List. What? Dossie Eaton and Catherine oh. List. Um, uh, Ethical slut, like when it came out twenty years ago. Classic. I have a, I have a, like a nineteen ninety six copy of that, and I read that's dog eared and everything. I read, um, uh, I haven't read more than two. 
yet. I recommend it. Yeah. Or at least listen to my interview with them. Okay. Oh, cool. Cool. It, cool. I didn't really know them, and their PR person reached out like, hey, you shot these people. And usually I'm like, oh, PR people, leave me alone. Why does everyone just leave me alone? You know, I'm a real, I'm a real fucking hermit. But, <laughs> um, but there was something like, you know, let me just... Yeah, why not? They seem nice, and and I'd love you know they seem to have a nice perspective, and I was blown away. Nice by the information nice. and, and the tools around relationships. Blown, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I find that ethical slut these days, while they're well, although it has some good tenets, it's a little dated. It's a little outdated, and 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 terminology has changed so much in the last, especially the last five years, especially with all the trends things and the multiple spectra of of attraction versus identity versus uh, 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 romantic versus sexual versus you know and all these everybody's like a cube now or, or a poly you know a polygon now or a, a dodecahedron instead of instead of a, a chart of you know a line graph it's it's this big multiple three-dimensional shape of where you are on all these various spectra and where you fall on those lines I feel like you could rate your relationship style by like which, like, D&D die you are? Like, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm full D20. I'm D10. I'm a D150. No. <laughs> I keep it simple. D4. D4. Um, D4 is a nice round number. It is. I <laughs> easy can, easy I, to manage. I can only handle, like, three major relationships at one time. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I found that, like, after three, I'm, like, tapped. I'm like, yeah. okay, you're an acquaintance, thing you alone. Yeah. But that's, I think, just my style. But, yeah. oh, my God, we just talked about 20 things at one time. That's that's the way it works. That's oh, the way oh, this thing goes everywhere. Wait, yeah, uh, Tristan and, um, oh, the elevator speech right. thing is, I don't even remember, I need to listen to the podcast that we did because I don't remember what I said, but she was like, whoa. That's really deep and complex, and I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, my God, did I finally summarize myself? <laughs> oh, what did I just say? Uh, but, uh, I mean... Today, Sandra actualized herself on a podcast. <laughs> finally. Finally, I've been wanting to. Oh, man. Dear Diary. No, I, um, ever since I was a kid, was kind of obsessed with sexuality. Like, Me, too. Even as a little kid. I mean, like... I mean, I, I remember being six years old and, and digging into my dad's Playboys and stuff mm-hmm. and going to daycare and drawing a play. We were, we, our, we had an art project, make a magazine, and I, I made a Playboy. I drew stick figure women with boobs and bushes. Good work. And big smiles. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, my God, what have you done? You know, pod person, you know, and then I got pulled aside. And it's like, this is not appropriate for daycare. And I'm like, sorry, it's what I said the cool. But I was just like. I was fascinated in that, of course, you know, at age six, it wasn't even necessarily a sexual thing. It was just that, ooh, here's this thing. You're seeing people without their clothes on. That's something you don't see every day. You're not exposed mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. I remember being at a very young age very curious about all mm-hmm. of that. Seems important. Yeah. It's funny how we assume that children are completely innocent <laughs> and, like, no. Just like these magical little angel creatures right and like unless they're abused which i mean the rate of abuse is it's rather high. so high yeah. and i don't i honestly have done a lot of soul searching done a lot of therapy and done a lot of kind of like trying to regress to that age and really look back because a lot of people repress abuse i don't really don't think anybody ever touched me and i don't mm-hmm. think anybody ever mm-hmm. messed with me in that way uh, i was exposed to some sexual material Mm-hmm. Um, well, then, you know, there was this thing with my stepbrothers and stuff, but, but other than that, 
Yeah, so I was always curious about it and mm-hmm. always interested in it. Oh, were you worried or concerned that possibly your early interest in it had something to do with some inappropriate experience? Well, you, you, that's the thing. You hear about these stories of people oppressing things and not really remembering mm-hmm. that so that Uncle Buddy touched me or whatever mm-hmm. until later in life. So you always you're always curious about your own brain and and what you're remembering correctly and what you're not. So yeah. just be careful because we can implant false memories into ourselves and oh, yeah. we just oh, yeah. like sometimes I'll be in therapy and be like oh and then be like oh wait that's a scene from a movie I well, there, saw well, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like never mind well there never was a mind. dream I had when I was four and I was con- convinced that it actually happened until I was probably in my late teens and finally went there's no way that happened because my it's like in the dream my parents and I went to the drive-in and my mom's uh, my mom's Vega and we went to the drive-in and then and then we floated home for like three feet off the ground we all like were well, that really happened. laying down, floating like 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 in a cartoon, you know, like with the uh-huh. do- the dog being pulled by the scent of the meat or whatever, <laughs> like like that. And there was fog, and anyway, but yeah. So you never know what you know. There's certain things that you're convinced were real as a kid. Yeah, that it's amazing how hmm, I remember as a kid thinking, just assuming that mustaches were uh, genetic. That some men had mustaches and some didn't. <laughs> well, some men can't grow them. My my childhood friend's uh, dad, just stepdad, just, wow. Right. There's, there's, there's <laughs> that. But for me, it was, like, my dad had a mustache, and mm-hmm. he always had a mustache. And so I just thought that that was like, oh, that's just something that some people do. Oh, there's a baby outside. Let's talk about boners. Oh, boners. Um... But it, it reminds me, and that's one of the thoughts I go back to that reminds me to stay present to wherever somebody comes from. Mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. if people aren't stupid, it's like we are constantly trying to figure out this world. Yeah. And sometimes if we're exposed to really fucked up information or weird points of views, we have really, our rationale goes in strange places. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems really Or simple. completely out the window. Or completely out the window if, if, if you, you've been shamed and beaten for having logical thinking. Um, but it reminds me because in sex ed there's so much that I have to deal with in terms of communicating to such you know, such a wide range of backgrounds is just always be open to the fact that the human mind is amazing oh, yeah. and also takes you into strange corners that aren't actually accurate right? but still valid that that was a smart person going there well because fantasy and imagination is such a large component of who we are as people I mean we all have a, that active that rather active component of our brain that makes us think about what is not what what is not what our reality is not and we spend a lot of time there um, you know for whatever reason and in, and in many different ways that yeah I mean it's it's I, I said on an earlier podcast that that there is exploring the the universe space and under the sea, but then there's also exploring the universe that's inside of our mind because each person's mind is in itself in an infinite place. So there's so many places you can go and so much you can discover about yourself or about others. You smoke pot? No, I don't. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> pot is. In terms of, for me, it's almost like a shamanistic experience. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Where I, it, it's like my ability to sort of travel inward yeah, yeah. and be able to kind of see. I've done mushrooms, but I didn't do enough. 
And I was also babysitting. My wife did not have a good experience. She kind of uh-huh. curled up in the ball and started crying, and I like kind of took me out of it, and I had to yeah, take yeah, care yeah. of her. But I felt like if I could if I could do it again with somebody who who's down for the the real internal experience. Uh-huh. And being able to talk about because when I'm when I'm on substances, I have to talk. I have to talk about it. I have to. I have uh, to exchange ooh, information. You and I can never do drugs together <laughs> because for me, the interpersonal drug experience is a completely. Like, I like like E. Oh, e yeah. is amazing for connectedness and and being really open hearted mm-hmm. and kind of it's like it's mm-hmm. so. I think a meeting of minds on E is amazing. But if I'm doing internal stuff. That is such like I I don't know if it's just that my I don't I don't want to be seen as like I have a lot of like oh I don't see how broken and mm. you know weird mm. I am and so if I'm having a lot of internal and emotional stuff going on there is no way I'm telling you about it right 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 you can right. tell me about it but I'm just gonna nod and smile mm-hmm, and then zone mm-hmm. out and think about but I, I really wanted to take that inward journey I really wanted to go down that rabbit hole that whole that whole thing of of you know Bill Hicks talking about the heroic dose of five dried grams and laying in a field and saying oh my God God loves us and blah blah, blah. I haven't heard that but I love that whole thing heroic dose heroic dose <laughs> five dried grams and the audience goes ooh and he goes yeah five yeah. dried grams is that mushroom yeah, okay, sure. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't speak. I uh, I just take what people give me. I don't. I don't. <laughs> What's this? Oh yeah, who are you? Okay, yeah, right. Uh, you got this from your grandmother. Okay, we're we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wanted to take more. Um, I didn't hate the taste. I didn't, and 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 everybody. Oh, the taste make you throw it. I didn't feel nauseated. I didn't, but it would just, and it was cool. The big thing, the big thing for me was was shutting my eyes and seeing like fractal patterns and and kind of like repetitive cartoon stuff. Like, oh, I hate that stuff. Yeah. I'm not into it. Ain't well, it wasn't like weird, fucked up cartoons. It was like old black and white Disney stuff where they do like repeated patterns where you would just see like a whole bunch of arrows, you know, that would start yeah. small and get bigger and just going through the scene over and over and over again. I think for me, I... So, Salvia, which is mm, legal, mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, Well, because it only fucks things- you up for 45 seconds or whatever. But it feels like an eternity. Like the first time I did Salvia, uh, we had a spirit guide, and it was in Montreal, and it was at this cool little Moroccan cafe. And and my my friends who lived in Montreal, I'm like, you guys just have these cafes where you can just go do this random hallucinogen I've never heard of. And and I'm telling the guy like, you know what? I'm only going to do this once in my life. Like just give me just let's go full throttle. Why not? If it's a brief thing, I went through. A, I went through some shit, man. Through some shit. Like, like, it was like... You went on a journey. The quickest... On the outside, it was 45 seconds, but on the inside, you're like, oh my god, this is a year, wow, what's happening? Because oh, yeah. I was, like, on another planet. Oh, Earth had never existed. Wow. And I had, like, it's like I had taken the wrong pill on, in the Matrix, and I was like, <laughs> oh, goodbye! And so, just, all my friends were dead. Like, everything was gone. Oh, wow. I was being... I was in this laminated universe. It was multicolored, but I was trapped in this... In this book that kept turning, and so the 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 hallucinogen thing where it's like constantly repeating became like this trap where, mm. and I was like being, like, I was basically getting trapped in a book, and I couldn't breathe because everything was laminated, and I'm an Earthling that needs air. It was really <laughs> fucked up. I didn't wow. like it. And then at the end, it was like um, that part in the movie Brazil, if anyone knows that, where the clouds open on this really convoluted journey. And suddenly, two people like lean in and look at you. Mm-hmm. It was like finally, my hallucination was sort of 
dissipating and I could hear my friends' voices and I started to see them leaning in like, Sandra, are you are you okay? And I was like, I think my boyfriend at the time, I just like grabbed his chest and was like, I'm so glad you exist. <laughs> so um so anytime somebody talks about the repeating pander- pattern, sure, I'm sure, really sure, sure, PTSD, sure. Like, <laughs> but this was only when I would shut my eyes. When I was, you know, we were kind of laughing at some because we have all these lights and shit and music going on and everything, and we were laughing, we at, laughing at some of the stuff. Oh yeah, we we do it right. We were <laughs> laughing at some of the shapes that were being made on the wall by the lights and stuff. But then I would close my eyes and I would see kind of cartoony stuff. Mm-hmm. And but then at, at no point was I unaware of where I was and I still had that that toehold of te- being tethered in reality and I was aware that I was high and I was aware of all of that and I was very present even though you know and like I said it probably would have been a thing of, of if I had somebody who was more experienced with it and, and down for the inward journey and I had taken a little more I probably could have had that because that was what I was looking forward to I wanted to go inward and I didn't really get to so I have to do it again sometime but E, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Three three <laughs> times a year, every year. Really? Yep. New, okay. New Year's. Winter solstice. New, oh. <laughs> New Year's Eve, uh-huh. wife's birthday, my birthday. It's four months, it's four months apart. It's the nice time for letting all the synapses heal and everything and, and everything. Somebody said something on a, on a podcast the other day that me, re, that's resonated with me about E and why they only did it a couple times because they realized that that first time when you do it, it's just absolutely picks you up and throws you across the ocean to the other side of somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. But every single time you do it after that, it's a little bit less and a little You're bit less it. and a little bit less. And so you have to be careful to not get caught in that trap of chasing mm-hmm. it every mm-hmm. time. And you have to take it for what it is after, after those, that first time. Yep. I mean, yeah, you're lucky if you have a really awesome first time. Oh, yeah, it was I great. Have, I had a, an amazing first time. Yeah. Well, really actually, my second time was amazing. The first time we were out, uh-huh. and my girlfriend at the time convinced me to do it. I had never always been afraid of drugs. I'd tried pot a couple times and actually gotten sick. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, if I have anything to drink and I smoke and take a hit, I'm, bleh, I'll throw up. Mm-hmm, I don't yeah. like it. So, but... She convinced me to do it, and we were out at a New Year's thing at, kara- at a karaoke bar, and... I was so. You were at a karaoke bar. Stimulated. Yeah. yeah okay. That that it, that it was like okay, this is cool and I feel nice, but that's it. But then the next day we did it again, and I just mel- melt melted it into huh. the floor. Melted into the floor. It was in like amazing. warm, cuddly feelings. Yes. Yeah. I describe E to people who've never taken it. Is imagine you have a bedroom with a big window, mm-hmm. and your bed is right up against that window, uh-huh. and that, that faces south. And it's Sunday morning, and you're sleeping in, and the windows are open, and you're asleep, and the sun comes up, and the the, the light of the sun comes and starts creeping across you, and the room starts to warm, and you feel the sun on your skin, and you're still kind of half asleep, and you're feeling dreamy and warm, and and you reach over and you touch the person next to you, and everything just feels yummy and warm. Do that for six hours. That's (laughs) you. Yeah. And I'm talking about the pure MDMA stuff. I don't do the pills. I don't do the you know, the speedy stuff. I don't do the, 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 the heroiny stuff. I don't do any of that. That stuff, the stuff that we do is really, moon really. Rocks. Yes. <laughs> Amethyst moon rock. And I, our friend, our, our friend buys it directly <laughs> from the cook. 
and scrapes and fills the capsules himself in front of us so we know exactly what we're getting and it's exactly the same every time and it's beautiful I don't know I haven't really tried that many different kinds but you know I've done the pills and those are okay but I prefer the the, the just the pure stuff because really? I want that really good body roll and then the, the kind of mind and all the feels you know yeah. it's all about the feels I'm a feely, touchy-feely, hard-on-the-sleeve kind of guy anyway, so that's what I want. I want the, I want the, the, the connection, the empathy, and all that, so. Yeah, I have a hard time, I don't know, E is a really weird one because, I mean, I've had some really amazing experiences like with a person that I'm close to, mm-hmm. but in groups, I find there's a lot of, I feel like sometimes it's used as an excuse to, like, where people don't feel like they can just soberly just connect sure and then sure. in this group where it's like oh so we're all taking e so that we can just make out with each other can we just do that regularly like yeah 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 that's like my personal well, thing for me it's like yeah i'll make out you know i'd love to have the whole thing of making out with people or whatever as well but then the e is just kind of an enhancement on top of that mm-hmm. it's just like turning it up to 11 you know so yeah i think it's not i think the e is not the impetus it's an add-on to an already established thing so that's my wife my wife and yes. I do that together yeah if it's already established I think I we're already really that. close we're already just grossly yeah. affectionate with one another everywhere everywhere we go all the time this just adds an additional mm-hmm. turn it up to 11 yeah yeah I think what you make a good point I hadn't thought about that it only weirds me out when it's a group of people that because you know I'm invited to different parties of course of course I like you would be I mean uh, in your in your line of line of work or your your line of uh, interest and pursuits and 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 realm of expertise, as it were, of course you're going to get invited to stuff like that. Yeah, I, yeah. Didn't get invited beforehand. No. <laughs> Just after. Um, but it was only when people, like, I was not familiar with people, and they we hadn't had any established. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm intimacy yeah and, and that was weird it's yeah forced. yeah yeah it's forced it yeah yeah forced. you don't want to no. know yeah, yeah yeah it's it's better yeah better with friends so but this, people you care about is this the point in the podcast where we take these pills yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah okay yeah. cool are, are we friends enough now to- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah wow <laughs> yeah i i think i've been high once on my podcast and i've recorded a couple times after i drank a little bit I am a boring, boring person. <laughs> I mean, caffeine is my drug of choice. Right, for, sure. For yeah, mostly, caffeine. mostly it's a little bit of coffee in the morning, and then I'm drinking water all day. And and but then we did a there was a podcast I don't know a few months ago, and it was a friend of mine who's a who's an uh, uh, an acrobatic uh, um, into acro yoga. Oh them. Yeah, yeah, those guys. <laughs> and he brought a bottle of tequila and we got we got pretty hammered doing the <laughs> podcast. And it, it was funny because as as we get going his his um proclivity meter kept shifting to, to <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty funny. Yeah, I've never I feel like that kind of thing it's more fun I think in producing like if you podcasted in segments like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You recorded like you took a shot, like, and now the second shot, shot. Sure, for sure, sure. Minutes. Oh yeah, we kept we just kept doing that as we went. Along. Okay, we're doing this again. Okay, we're doing this again. Yeah, I feel like it'd be fun just to have these different a, me- a measured of, amount a measured, of time yeah. in between to see what what the differences are as oh, you go. So I just um, moderated this 
it's like town hall meeting mm-hmm. with different sort of sex positive community leaders. Sure. Because there were some situations recently around consent that were happening in public spaces. Oh, yeah. Um, as, as it happens. Oh, and yeah. So it was the first time like, this group was really getting together to talk about that. So it was like 40 or 50 people. And um, it dawned on me when we were talking about the influence of drug and, drugs and alcohol because people were like, well, what's the line? And I think we get too involved in, well, the minute alcohol touches your lips, you can't consent to anything. And it's like, well, I'm going to... That's not accurate. And it's, it's not accurate. It, it, it varies from person to person, at least in my experience. I think legally, I think the legality, I, I get that for legal reasons, like that's, I think that's different than like, community standards right. things. Right. Um, but what I realized would be fun, since people are often like, oh, when are, when can't you consent anymore? When are you out of control? Is if you just get together with a bunch of your friends, and you all, and because everyone's body weight is different, but you all just have like, a measured amount of alcohol, and you do like... And you do it every 15 minutes, or every, every maybe regular... Maybe every 30. Okay, every 30. <laughs> whatever, but like, so that people can kind of like do like an inward thing. It's like, okay, right now I'm feeling like... Ask me something crazy. Let me see if I'll feel like I want to do it. You know, or like have a list of things that you would never do. There you and, go. There you go. And like, and, and just sort of be like, ah, so two ounces within a 45 minute period. I, and I can't. What a great it. measurement of your own limitations. Yeah. And I think, I think as I get older, the more I, I am interested in for myself is my limitations, especially since I, time is finite Money is finite. There are yeah. certain certain things where the the finite nature of so much of life is is becomes more readily apparent mm-hmm. and and more of an impact mm-hmm. as you get older um, on certain things that it's it's good to want no one's limitations and it makes it easier to be able to extricate oneself from situations that you know aren't going to end well or to be able to politely say I'm not going to be able to do that because I have a limitation. God, I, is there a is there a more positive sounding word than limitation? Like, I mean, boundary, I guess, boundary, limit, um, uh, ceiling, ceiling. Yeah, I've line. used I've used glass ceiling before. I've used um, I've used um, boundary, limit, line, limitation, uh, border, um, um, uh, wainscoting. Um, what? <laughs> just, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Limitation it does have a, a negative connotation to it, or can anyway. Because if I'm drinking, I'm like, life is limitless. Carpe diem. That's right. Fuck <laughs> it's like you're just challenging me right. to cross those limits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually at a club a couple weeks. I'm I'm a big like big on consent and respect and bodily autonomy and the whole thing mm-hmm. of of always making sure I know where the line is and staying a good six inches behind it unless I'm, you know, met in the, absolutely in the middle up to the, up to the middle, uh, the, the middle line and, and, you know, allowed to cross or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was drilled into my head at a young age be, to be respectful of, of, you know, especially women and their, their bodies and their right to be left alone and all that. Regular stuff. Regular stuff that everybody <laughs> should be down with, but yeah. uh, I, I can, I'm kind of a champion about that. I talk a lot about it. Mm-hmm. I, I talk about a lot about that to men. Um, mm-hmm. Woo! Um, yes. It's not just a thing of, you know, putting shit on Facebook. I'm like, if I'm in a circle of men, it's like, no, I'm not shitty like you. Yeah, that's not right. That's not good. You can't do that. You can't say that. Don't say mm-hmm. that to me. Um, but so... I was at a club and there was a girl who was at her first goth club and she was 24, adorable, and 
she was just like being fun and friendly. She's like, oh, my hands are cold feel. And she put her hand out and I grabbed her hand and I, so I started warming her hand for her very mm-hmm. politely and just, you know, whatever. And I'm warming her hand. Right, like, like just like, like a really elongated right. high five. Right, like right, that. exactly. Yeah. You know, you know and, and so I, I, First I, of all, that's weird, but okay. Go you on. know, but you know, whatever. So it's, <laughs> it's a goth club. People are a little, you know, their, their boundaries are different, whatever. So and I warmed her hand, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then she's like, I need to warm my other hand. I'm putting other hand. I said, well, here, you can put this hand here. And I put the hand on, a, I started to put the hand on my chest and I was like, wait, is that, is that okay? I don't want to offend your bit. And she goes, hmm, I have been drinking. I don't know if I can consent. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Then I went right back to where I was before and just Aww. trying to always never, you know, always be very careful to never cross that line with people. Cause I'm, I just, I never wanted to be that guy. Even as a even as a, a teenager, even as a horny teenager, I never wanted to be that guy. I never wanted to be a guy to take a girl's virginity. I never wanted to be that horrible story that I heard over and over and over and over again. From the horrible story being the, uh, the first, first time, time was awful. Here. Yeah, the pain and the blood and the screaming and the saying no and, and not, <laughs> not being heard. And oh my god, you just lumped together so many weird experiences. I I heard horror yeah, stories yeah, yeah. over and over, oh. and I never wanted to be that guy. I mean, yes, sometimes there's pain. Yes, sometimes there's blood. Yes, sometimes there's nose. But you're just like the pain and the blood and the nose. Like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. yeah, I lumped together multiple stories, <laughs> here, but I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah, you so. want to be that guy. Let, let somebody else be that guy. You can, you know. Well, Pick hopefully nobody will be that guy, but I mean, that's the world I want to work toward. I mean, that's that's what I want to work as a goal to, mm-hmm. to you know, make less of those stories a thing. I will say, what surprised me about my first time is that even though I had put stuff, stuff inside me before that point, I was still like, mother of God, that is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish I, you know, I think maybe men more committed to dilation before penetration for my first time. Yeah. That would yeah. have been good. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprising. Like, warm you up a little bit, you know? Oh, I was warm. I was ready. I was like, woo, let's We're get doing this. Started. So enthusiastic yes was oh, happening. I was, I was, yeah. But body was like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah, my yeah. my musculature was like, cool. Oh, boy. Uh, We're uh, getting yeah. into new territory here. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I almost came my first time just wow. sort of like. We don't hear that very often. No, and the only reason I didn't is because we were super doing the withdrawal method. Yeah, two 14-year-olds. That's a real smart move. But we were both really mature. I will say that. We were like two 16-year-olds. <laughs> uh, I was uh, 16 my first time. My first time was awesome. Yeah. And, and, and But I, it, 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 awesome to the point of sometimes almost feeling bad about how awesome it was because of all the horror stories that I ever heard from women and, and stuff. And, and mm-hmm. my first time was not her first time. Yeah. She had, was an experienced person. And, and, um, and so that's kind of what I wanted was somebody that's trying to show me what to do and instruct me. And, and, you know, we, she kept me there for like eight hours. Kept you there? Well, I mean, we were there for eight hours doing stuff and yeah. So when you said there, I immediately thought a bookstore, a garage, <laughs> A cafe. I, I don't know why those... Well, my big... Here was my big plan. My big plan for getting laid the first time was to uh, uh, p- pick her up in my 72 Pontiac Ventura uh, and with... Full of sleeping bags and a boombox and a, a box of Prince tapes and some condoms and <laughs> a couple of candles and uh, and do it in the back of the car in the junior high school parking lot. That was my big plan. However, a uh, police officer showed up and kiboshed that immediately. Mm. And it was also a female cop who showed up <laughs> and uh, gave me a very stern talking to. And so then my companion said, 
I know of a house that hasn't been bought yet. Oh, awesome! He's the coolest person ever. So it's winter. It's November, November 1986, and uh, we go there, and there's this house, and it's still got the stickers on the windows. You know, the windows that have been put in haven't been peeled off yet. Mm-hmm. And there's all these footprints in the snow around to the back, and the back mm-hmm. doors, Jimmy, is is open. The sliding class door is unlocked, mm-hmm. and there's all these footprints. So we went in there. There was no light, no heat, no running water, and we went in there and put down the sleeping bags and lit the candles and eight hours. It was crazy. We did sh- laundry after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Burn those clothes. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so question: Did that first experience? do any kind of imprinting around being attracted to older experienced women? She was younger than me. Oh, okay. More experienced, definitely. Yeah. And that further cemented my desire to not take somebody's virginity. It, 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 it furthered that thing of wanting to meet somebody in the middle, somebody who's enthusiastic and, and knows what, and knows what they're consenting to. And I didn't even, wasn't able to articulate that at the time, but now knowing who I am now and thinking back then, totally cemented that. So I want to rewrite something right now, which is that I keep hearing you say, take someone's virginity. And I totally know there's so Yeah, it's, yeah, it's right. I think that, and especially having had like a full on, both of us having agency and wanting it first Mm -hmm. time, like Mm -hmm. high five, Mm -hmm. that was cool. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I mean, sure, I guess we both took each other's virginity. Sure, sure, that's sure. So weird. It's like, yeah, we had penetrative intercourse for the first time, and we did a lot of things for the first right. time, and it was awesome. Right. But like, I wish we had a better word for it. it yeah, yeah, you're right. And I and and I hadn't thought about that, but the the socialization of that thing of plucking the flower or whatever. Oh. Right. Yes. That <laughs> awful, awful thing. That awful misogynistic. Yes. That awful patriarchal mm-hmm. misogynistic programming is, is there for me still as a, as a cis, mostly straight white male. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I was programmed and still I have to remind myself to, to, you know, cause I, 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 you know, but it, it's there anyway. But yeah, the you whole thing of... I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having those... I mean, if that's the language you've been presented with, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't hold that against anybody. So I'll say I never wanted to be anyone's horrible first time. Yeah. There you go. Seems like a good... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I I almost got to a place where I figured out a good phrase and then I just sort of got distracted and <laughs> stopped thinking about it. But like, it feels like a threshold. Like, Sure. It's a it's a it's a rite of passage. It's a it's yeah. a it's a turning of a page in one's the the book of one's life. Vaginal christening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm break a champagne bottle <laughs> on this baby. Exactly. I christen the <laughs> open for business. <laughs> <laughs> so gross! I love it. Oh. <laughs> what is it? The flying from Caddyshack? The flying wasp. <laughs> oh my god! I snorted a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. No, I just, I never wanted to be anybody's bad story, that, yeah. you know, because I heard so many, and I, it always broke my heart, and it always just made me feel awful, and, and yeah, I, because, well, there's a whole psychology behind that, of course. There's that whole thing of wanting to please mom, and that was it, and, and seeking out the attention and approval of women mm-hmm. fills that, quote-unquote, fills that, you know, the, the that, devoid inside of me of, of 
quick question. This is a really deeply charged question. That's why I said quick question, because I know we could spend years sure. analyzing this. But is your mom somebody who you witnessed having a difficult relationship with men that treated her wrong? Where you wanted to kind of heal that? Was there something that you have the urge to heal? Or is it just, was she difficult to please? And so she tended to not be approving easily? Like yes. That. All of the above. Well, oh, okay. okay. So I never witnessed anything other than yelling between my father and my mother. Hmm. But the way that my mother would tell it, it was, you know, uh, whips changed and thumb screws and, and uh, utter torture. My mother... Okay, my parents have been divorced since 1976. Mm-hmm. My mother still talks about how glad she is to not be married to my father anymore. Whereas my father gives not a second thought to my mother, uh, a, a, a single thought to my mother mentions her name or anything ever at all whatsoever, and completely indifferent to her whatsoever. And my mom is still a fiery red hot ball of rage about my father. And that'll never go away because she's also still a fiery red hot ball of rage about her own father. And so, so yeah, so there was the failed relationship with her own father, the failed relationship with my father. And then when she met my stepdad, I went from being the apple of her eye to low man on the totem pole and was basically emotionally abandoned at age seven. So it was that whole thing of always wanting the attention of and the approval of my mom. And that sublimated itself into wanting to give women orgasms in quantity. So that's like a really amazingly fucked up Venn diagram of two mm. separate mom issues. You got mm. both of them, which means that anybody mm. you sleep with now is super lucky. Congratulations to your wife. Yes, um, I. It, I am the like the 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 poster child for complete the mission. <laughs> I am like a mission? The, the complete the mission. You know, make make her make her, you know. I used to oh, complete the mission. The mission. Yeah, Got I used it. to joke. I used to joke in the in the in the the long long ago in the 1900s when it was more acceptable to be horribly racist that my my that I was a a, a portion uh, that I was a portion. Uh, it's true. I am a portion Native American. I am portion. Uh, there was a, like a 64th Cherokee or some such nonsense or whatever. And I would say that my that my uh, 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 Indian name, my native name, is makes women come. <laughs> that was my little joke back then. Anyway, so. I feel weird about it's it. It's weird. It is. 2016. It is. It is. That's and, a, and, yeah, it's yeah. just not acceptable anymore. But yeah, I said it aloud on a podcast anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say now. I know. I just, yeah. I was on board and then Kills I, like, the I mood. feel weird. But I no. feel weird. Yeah, that's, right. Sorry. yeah that's, that's my Native American name too. <laughs> 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 yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was that, always that thing of reading, reading all the books when I was a teenager, reading the joy of sex, the joy of massage, the, um, this and that, the popular mechanics, you know, I mean, just different things to know what I was doing before I went in there to make sure that I wasn't that guy. I wasn't just, that bad, yeah. awful, icky guy who just eh, 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 done and gone, <laughs> you know, never wanted to be a three pumper. I'm curious, do you have a fantasy sort of corner of your brain where you're like, uh, objectify women, fuck you and make you cry a little. <laughs> like you have a bit of a little, like a sadistic side that gets out whatever you're repressing. Because if you're going so extreme in a pleasing direction where you just have, like, like there's another part of you... I have, I've eschewed that thing, that male macho, this is just for me thing my whole life. However, in the last 
six months, my wife and I have explored rougher territory. And I have been able to allow myself to be okay with being consensually rough and or untoward with a woman, with my wife. And so, um, uh, obviously with her, you know, periodic gradual, as you go along consent along the way and making sure everything's fine and okay and good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, new ventured into new territory at 45 venturing in very new territory. Never too late. Never too late. Um, people get so embarrassed about that. kind of. But there's things about, you know, most porn turns me off completely because it looks fake and it looks mm-hmm. horribly objectifying and the women don't look like they're actually enjoying themselves and, and that sort of thing. So it's always been kind of like, which is why I always like the amateur stuff where you got two mm-hmm. people who are actually not there because they're not, not there because they're being paid. They're there because they're digging it and they want to mm-hmm. do this together and then show the world. Fine. Mm-hmm. Then, cause then there's an actual thing happening that, that make that, that makes it okay for me to watch mm-hmm. or makes it erotic for me to watch. Have you ever been on make love, not porn? No, wait, make porn, not war. No, make, Porn, not love. I don't even know what it is. Make love, not porn. No. Oh, God. Cindy, what's her face, is amazing and created this website that's all about amateur porn. Oh, that's but cool. Like, but, like, expanding it so it's not just, like, here is some amateur stuff, but, like, bloopers section nah. and, like, super coming <laughs> hard fun. section. That's and, cool. Like, just really, and, and couples can, I mean, they basically are making money. They go really. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hard. I've actually like, seen that, that with the sellyoursextape.com kind of stuff where you have this, like, young well, couple. community. Okay, like, okay. It's, it's okay. a very cool thing. But no, I have I, to check that out. I have to look okay. that up and check it out. If I could only remember the name of it. Because <laughs> it's Make Love, Not War. Hi, everyone. Michael here with a special offer for you, the listeners of the Something Something Experience podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend Born Standing Up, A Comic's Life by Steve Martin. In the mid-1970s, Steve Martin exploded into the comedy scene. By 1978, he was the biggest concert draw in the history of stand-up. In 1981, he quit forever. Born Standing Up is, in his own words, the story of, quote, why I did stand-up and why I walked away, end quote. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash something2xp. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash something2xp for your free audiobook. If you sign up using that URL, they'll give us a little something in return, and you'll be supporting an independent podcast just like that. Thanks for listening, and now, back to the show. Make love, not porn. Make porn, not war. I don't know why this is so hard for me. I don't know. I like um, I like all the kind of like the fine art porn that's like porn with oh, but with, with gorgeous cameras. Yes, the camera, the, the 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 camera angles and the lighting and the and the the um, the the J uh, J uh, um, Abrams uh, screen flare, you know, uh, uh, lens flares and the you know mm-hmm. and the soft music and I like that a lot. That's yeah. really good because it's all very sensual and very rich and very mm-hmm. you know. The, you know, it, it's not all just you know. And it's, it's kind of lit, or the stuff I've seen is kind of lit, like um, like how you ex- explained E with the sun coming. Sure, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's all a very light. white. The white environments are in white rooms or mm-hmm. white. You know, everything's very big, open windows or those gorgeous outdoor spaces. There's mm-hmm. one on the beach and there's one that's like a poolside thing, but it's not your typical just you know 
porn, you know, sweaty. Yeah, it's the, the little the things are softer, and the you know, and it, and it's just, and it seems like they've got a better quality of actor in terms of the two people really being into each other. They really seem like they're genuinely mm-hmm. into each other. It's almost like watching people make love instead of watching people fuck. You know, it's a very different aesthetic, and I like that. Yeah, it's it's strange, just like describing consent and bodily autonomy and all that as like oh it was all clean. like that's regular that's regular like right. feminism is just being vocal about it right 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 like it's not some weird other thing it's no just, no it's, it's, it's not asking nice. for anything special it's asking for you know autonomy and some and, and, basic and, and, shit right so just the fact that you know like yeah like videos where people are having sex and they're actually liking it and liking each other like what a new genre what a funny niche like Instead of most of, at least the point of people we've grown up with, in like the, at least in the well, 90s. it was all very acty. It was all very act, act you know, acty, acty and, like, and stilted, and and you know, sport fucking. Yeah, it felt very sport. Well, fucking. even the even the stuff, even the French stuff from the turn of the century. Oh, we. Oui? Yeah, the old black and white silent film porn was very much like that too. I oh, mean, really? modern porn looks very much like that. You know, regular oh. porn looks very much like that. Did it wasn't people making love? It was people acting and and. Mm. Do you know be engaging in a spectacle on film? Mm-hmm. Whereas this other thing, it, it almost feels like you're you're a fly on the wall kind mm-hmm. of thing of people actually who are digging it, mm-hmm. even though they're just paid actors like anybody else. But the level of acting of being able to act like, and they don't talk a lot, you know, because in porn they're oh baby oh, you big cock, and to me that's always just like. Dude, you need to watch them like late seventies. Oh, I love the late seventies. Yeah, yeah the some... bush and the hair and the grease okay, and the oil always, and the... we always talk about the bush and the stuff and the warts. But... <laughs> some people with warts like hanging down like 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 hanging gardens of Babylon. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, skin tag city. Skin tag city. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some stuff. It's like whoa, get that look back. When I looked at stuff, I mean, I, when I worked at Babeland many years ago. I, I mean, at least because they have a fairly curated DVD section. Sure. Um, it's small but mighty. And, like, the stuff that I looked at in the vintage section was so hot because everybody was a really good actor, seemed really happy to be there. Yeah. There was all this, like, ooh, and now a black person. It was just, like, people enjoying themselves. Right, right. All the, I, I, I recently watched the old... Um, Alice in Wonderland from oh, the well, that one's fucked up. from the seventies, <laughs> but no, but I mean, but there were all those ones from the seventies, like Snow White and the Seven Doctors, and and Alice in Wonderland <laughs> and Cinderella, and they had they took all this like classic literature stuff and made a, a made porn out of it, and there was acting, and there was there was a, a production value and music, and and it was a film, it was a legit yeah. film, and and that's the thing I missed. That's the other thing about the. The fine art porn. It's film. It's on. It's film. At least it's made. They process it with the film look thing in, in in premiere or whatever. But they they, it doesn't look like you know the the glaring video of the eighties. You know, and just and just There's that some art aesthetic to yeah, it. Yeah. Now we have been talking for fifty two oh, minutes. Fifty yes, almost fifty three minutes. And I know that you have prompt at the very end. You wanted to ask me, but I I have a question for you. Oh, we can keep going. There's no time limit. I don't have a hard out. Well. Right, I mean, you know, podcasts. Right, uh, sure. Uh, we're just talking like people. We're people right. being recorded. Right. Weird. Podcasting right. is so strange to right. me. It's like it's, it's like so porn. Weird. It's like you're just people being people, and but you're being recorded. Right. But moist. More moist. More moist. Moist. Um, 
Do you have, I mean, now you interview all sorts of people. I, sure. I do, I have like one foot in entertainment, but another foot in sex ed and, mm-hmm. and pleasure. And sure. Go. Do you have any questions for me? Because there's, there's, there's always a, that moment near the end, I, I notice where people are like, so tell me about what stuff. <laughs> so I'm just checking in. Well, I mean, in terms of like education or this or that, or, or oh, just yeah, like, or, like, do I have a sex, a sex question for you? A sex question or like. I don't know. I just want to... I'm just opening the floor in case you had any particular... Oh, okay. Like, what's it like to... I don't know. I... Yeah. Know. Um, I don't know. You seem like a cool guy that probably hangs out with a lot of people that do what I do. Yeah. I mean, I... Be, be, because of the podcast, I've met a lot of people in the entertainment industry. Um, I, I haven't... I haven't talked to... There's a couple people I've had on who are... Uh, sex workers, dominatrices. Um, uh, I've talked to a lot of trans people, both mm-hmm. trans men and trans women, mm-hmm. um, and and non-gender specific people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but um, a lot of this centers around you know media culture or this and that. And I mean, podcasting is definitely media culture. Sex education definitely kind of falls somewhat within the media culture as well. And and. And, and or it can, but in the education. But I've talked to other educators, like a a, a friend of mine who teaches uh, remedial college English with comic books and graphic novels. So that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah, and sci-fi. Um, but a lot of graphic designers and things like that. So in terms of like, I don't usually go in to podcast interviews with certain questions in mind. It's much more of a the casual conversation of it, and and definitely. I find that that talking about the thing that inflames the passion of the person I'm talking to mm-hmm. gets better chat, gets better, you know, talk. Inflames. Yes. Like a like a herpes flare up. Sure, sure, sure. But, but like you do. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. hurt as much. Doesn't hurt as much. Yeah. Not as much of a nuisance. Yeah. Not as much of a nuisance. Because really, is herpes really that bad? I mean, it can be, but it's really just like, God damn it, I had a date this night, son of a bitch, now I can't kiss anybody for a week, God damn it, you know, it's really just, yeah. Yeah. I've been getting cold sores since I was a little kid, because back in the 70s, orthodontists didn't use gloves! Oh, I didn't know that was one of the ways. I mean, Uh I know, like, kissing Mouth ulcers and uh, cold sores since I was a little kid. Ow. Yeah. Although, I've been on the daily whatever and you know for so long that I rarely get a flare up I don't I stay away yes the Valtrex I stay away from popcorn from popcorn popcorn will cause flare ups really why don't know something chemically about popcorn that makes it go makes the virus retreat from uh, you know venture out forth from the spinal fluid and go hey we're here so I've never I mean yeah herpes is not a big deal yeah Um, but I just felt like finding a weird metaphor Um, but when I learned that it hung out at the base of your spine mm-hmm. like an mm-hmm. alien, mm-hmm. that's when I got freaked out. Yeah, yeah. That's that weird. I, the, herpes used to be the, just the hugest, worst thing you could ever have. I mean, even Eddie Murphy talked about it in in Raw and, and stuff, and, and used to be this big, and people still make fun of it too, but there's less of a stigma because obviously more and more people keep getting it. It's mm-hmm. now up to about 65% of the population have it in some form or another. Mm-hmm. And um, there's less of a stigma about it, and I'm noticing in the people that I meet and talk to, the people are less weird about talking about it. So, which is good. That's a good thing because mocking people for STD type stuff, it's a form of, of uh, body shaming. I mean, it really is. So 
I have to say, I'm fairly comfortable with my body. So once, I don't know, a couple years ago, I had, well, like, I thought I had an STD, but it ended up being something else, or what? I don't remember, but it was some mix-up, but it was something that was curable anyway. Like, it wasn't a big deal. But I did tell somebody that was just sort of like a, sort of a sometime playmate, mm-hmm, and I was, like, mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. into town, and I was like, oh, hey, by the way, I've got this thing, so, like, you know, we you know we can use barriers, we can do, like, just uh, waist up, yeah. do yourself in the waist down, like, sure. whatever you want, you know? And it was so fun. Like, I was laughing at him internally, but I, I, you know, was, like, totally respecting. But it was really funny to to experience the level of his discomfort, but also his politeness in not wanting to show that he was uncomfortable. So being like, oh, yeah, um, great. Uh, yeah, whatever. I mean, totally cool. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do barriers and maybe, you know, like, he just was being really nice about it. But I don't need somebody to be nice. I need somebody to be a fucking communicator. Right. And so when we actually got in the bedroom, I could tell, like, his hands would, like, go on my thighs and then just sort of... And, like, it wasn't a thing that you needed to worry about your hands about, but it was, like, he would just sort of, like... Avoid the area. over. Avoid the area. Yeah, but, like, I'm like, wow, you are so misinformed and you haven't communicated to me the level of which you are uncomfortable. Yeah. And I was just cracking up because it was was just, like, whatever. Like, it's fine. But I don't know. I just remember laughing at him, but... I, but it's funny because I'm supposed to be the one that's horif- supposed to be horrified and embarrassed. But I was just like, "You're super." Yeah, you're super. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I had a lot of really bad flare-ups um, before I was divorced the first time, and um, and then when I started, when I met, when I met my second wife, I had to, you know, I had to tell the people I was dating in between. I had to like have the talk and say, you know, this happens and this is a thing, and and having that thing of of having to having to broach the subject and and yeah and i remember being so scared of of everything going away and so scared that nobody's ever going to want to talk to me nobody's ever going to want to touch me mm-hmm. that thing and but because then you one on your mouth yeah yeah i was i was petrified it's so weird because growing up everybody had that right i know i know even yeah here, here here's a here's a nerd reference for you even doctor who in the in, who had gold sores? in the 1970s, Tom Baker he uh-huh. has herpes. He has herpes. He had a there was <laughs> there was a there was a, a six episode run, and he had a giant fucking cold sore on his lower. They didn't even try to cover it up with makeup. It was just really? there, but he just had this huge cold sore on his mouth, and uh-huh. it would, you, know, you were just like, oh wow, that's a thing, uh-huh. and it was just one of those things that he just had to go on and do the show. I've, I've been holding off watching the old Doctor Who till I have like some terrible illness where I have to stay in bed. Because I've lost too much of my life to just being obsessed with Battlestar. Or you know, I just I oh, can't. You got fifty years of shit to, cl- to yeah. climb through with Doctor. I have all fifty years on on the computer at home. So of course you do. Yeah, of course, of course you do. Oh, yeah. I've been watching Doctor Who since nineteen seventy seven. So oh, I'm an old school. You're OG. I'm OG. Wow. OG. I respect oh, oh, that. Old Gallifreyan. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, charming. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I've watched the newer stuff, but the old stuff, I'm... I'm what do you think of Capaldi, number 12? It's fine. I haven't, I haven't, I'm not caught up. I kind of just let the stuff show up on Netflix. There you go, there you go. A lot of people are doing that. But, um, I really Now that the Matt Smith fervor has died down, people are a little more casual about their viewing. Yeah, I, I really like the episode, it might have been like the first one with him, but the Mm -hmm, second one mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. they're dealing with, with uh, Clara? Clara? Mm, Clara, Clara. Clara. Um is fucking freaking out because yeah, yeah, yeah. her boyfriend mm-hmm. 
is, I mean, even though she's like, he's not my boyfriend and stuff, but they have a deep, totally. a deep relationship. Yes, yes. Is suddenly this, like, cranky old man, and not Matt Smith anymore. And I thought it was really neat that there was that scene, I don't know if you remember it, where they're standing on the sidewalk, and he's like, I'm right here. Yeah, like, yeah, see see, me. just see me. He's like, he's like, I'm not your boyfriend. I'm the same person I was before. Uh-huh. Just see me. Just yeah. see me who's who I am. I'm the same person I was. A little different, but I'm the same person mm-hmm. I was. Just see me. Yeah, his mad acting Give me a chance. In that oh, scene. So good. And then that's and one it, of my favorite. That's one of my favorite scenes in all of Doctor Who. Aww. All of Doctor Who. I felt like it was a metaphor for like anything anyone's going through. Well, right, but it was also <laughs> it was also Moffat in one of those rare things of Moffat actually being able to write something well um, because oh, he, he does uh, other than Sherlock he doesn't really write well that well anymore, but. It was that rare moment of his where he was able to encapsulate what the fandom was going through. Because of the Tennant and Smith years, and during that time, all of nerddom exploded mm-hmm. with teenage, a swell of teenage girls all around the world. In all, in all fandoms. Uh-huh. And my fandom has always been Doctor Who, so I noticed it there. And I was working at an all-girls school at the time, and they all I was uh, you know, a sponsor of the Doctor Who club at school and all uh-huh. that. So I was very well aware of all this. And then that whole explosion of teenage, the, the outcry of the teenage girls saying, oh my God, the new Doctor's too old and blah, blah, blah. But then Moffat did that nice way of just sewing up that uh-huh. little thing of just saying... Just, just see him. It's, it's still the doctor. Just totally. see him. He, and the ageism that comes yes. up with that—it's like fucking. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Clara. Yeah, and then, yeah, a lot of people really hate Clara. Um, <laughs> she's not my favorite companion, but there's things about her that I like. She has good moments, but she's not as deep once they finally got over the oh she's a special girl walking through the timeline blah 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 once they kind of got it got done with that she has moments are of 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 good clarity <laughs> um but but, but um uh she's not as rich of a character as like a like a um a donna noble or a sarah jane smith or a Somebody like that. Which one's Sarah Jean? Sarah Jean was in, oh, from the old series yeah, 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 who yeah. showed up in School Reunion, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. one of the best episodes the ever. Tin dog, the tin dog, poor Mickey. <laughs> um, but hey, he went out in a blaze of fire. He did heroically. Um, I like Clara. I think that she has a certain amount of um, that, like, I am so smart and I am so quick about everything. And I'm kind of, like, not a real person because I'm just too really good at everything. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of, like, that's not a real character. Mm-hmm. Like, where mm-hmm. her flaws, where's her vulnerability. Right, 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 right. But right, I would right. say she's, if she feels like a test for how would the world, how would the world take a female doctor. Because yeah. she's basically a charming, She basically kind of came, became him. And there were moments where they definitely had her being in that moment where the TARDIS shrunk and the doctor was trapped inside the TARDIS. And she's being the doctor with the earpiece and saying mm-hmm. the things that he would say and doing the things that he would do. And basically doing that thing of, okay, I don't have a plan, but I'm just going to move forward. And I'm going to talk back to this mm-hmm. alien the way the doctor would and being that. And, and I agree, that whole mm-hmm. thing of, of, of being able to... Be have a female doctor. I I wouldn't. I'm one in the camp of a female doctor would be fine. 
God, what if it were Jane Lynch? Oh, oh. Jane Lynch is the doctor. <laughs> Capaldi. Well, you know, from Capaldi to Liam Lynch, that's not a bad, that's not a bad, kind of almost like a sideways shift. They're yeah. almost kind of the it's same. Too, it's too close. Too close. Oh, that's funny. We'll do two more for now. Wow. Oh, right, because he he was running out of lives like a cat, and then something happened. Yeah, and the, then, yeah, Moffat, so Moffat, Moffat pissing with the myth. Yep. Right. Well, they keep rewriting things, and like, oh, that planet's gone. It's back now. It's gone again. Yeah, oh. Moffat does that. He keeps he keeps contravene, contravening canon, and that's one of the problems that it's I amazing. have with him, and that other people have with him too. Yeah. You know, I like the I like the episode uh, listen a lot, but then you know, suddenly after fifty years of seeing the Doctor, suddenly he's afraid of the of things under the bed, and you know, needs to go find out what that is, and that's never been a thing before. Yeah, when you're fucking with like the core values and, and right. personality, right? As a story and as a as a concept, it's great. But as a whole thing of the doctor's afraid of things under the bed, that doesn't resonate. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. Okay, I'm feeling like this is a good place. Yeah. Unless you you have anything else. Yeah. Oh, like a good place to stop me. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. I'm feeling like. Oh, we really run out of everything. Like, oh, your low blood sugar. Right. And then like. Yeah, so what's spacey after? So what's out? What's out media wise, or what are you consuming media wise that you would recommend to people? Could be anything: books, TV, comics, Golly movies, gee. podcasts, audiobooks, whatever. Oh gosh! Well, I just saw that Erica Moen posted a Kickstarter for her third volume of her Oh Joy Sex Toy comic book, which cool. is amazing. I really love. I mean, I've got a copy of volume two here somewhere, but I really value that. Um, uh, Alice and Moon's Girl Sex 101, I mm-hmm. think, is amazing. Uh, Sense8, I know. It, Love I, Sense8. Yeah, and when Love is season it. two happening? Don't know, don't know. Netflix, but, but yeah. I, I've never seen what they do mid-season on that show in terms of intimacy, connectivity between people. Right? There is a an impromptu right? orgy scene right? that you have to see. Unbelievable! You it was to, one of the best things yeah. ever. The one cari- of the best the things ever. Uh, mashup and the the orgy scene, accidental orgy scene. So amazing, and, and, and never, especially in modern filmmaking storytelling, so rarely do you get such a good slow burn of character development mm-hmm. and establishment in a story like that. They spent three episodes just telling us who these people were and what their struggles were before the thing even happened. Mm-hmm. Before the thing even started happening. The thing. And it was so good. And yeah, you're, I'm totally on board with, with yeah, Sense8. We've been, we've been singing the praises of Sense8 for a long time. Okay, well, I'm, oh, that I, let me think about something else that I just started watching Lady Dynamite. Oh, yeah, I can't, I, I can't wait. Love Bamford. Love the Bams. Uh, Bamford, every time I see her, uh, her stand-up comedy, I almost throw up because she's so funny yeah. that I can't yeah. stop laughing. Yeah, yeah, and it just, yeah. Um, she's amazing. She's, and, and her mental health destigmatization yes. is really important. Yes, 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 uh, yes, yes, yes. But, like, don't watch her because... Of that activism action, I watch her because she's fucking hilarious, fucking funny, yeah. Um, and such a unique voice, such a such a singularity in terms of comedic voice. Yes, no one like she is on her own planet, and I really like that planet. Yeah, I want to go yeah, there a lot. Yeah, me too. I want to go to there. Um, and I keep being told to listen to this new podcast with Phoebe Johnson and the Alicia. I don't, I don't remember her name, but she's from the Daily Show. Okay. And they do one, I think it's called, like, Two Queens or something like that. Hmm. It's, like, 
two African-American women just cracking each other up. Nice. They're hilarious. Nice. I mean, they're both amazing just in the stuff they do. And then they're... So I, that's, like, on my list. Sure. Aggressively sure, to sure, watch, sure, sure. to listen to, and I just haven't. Um, I'll add it to mine. A lot of my podcasts are in, hi- in our hiatus right now. So, you know, Nerdist is down to maybe one episode a week. Um, James Bonding is done. Uh, James Bonding is done? They, yeah, they did it? They did it. I mean, they did two episodes for, for Spectre, and they're basically not going to do anything else until... I mean, Super Ego's gone away. I mean, all these things that I've listened to faithfully are, are just they're just dried up. You know, I've heard really good things about... I haven't listened to it, but I have a friend who's obsessed, and it's like it cracks me up, but it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but With, the Pistol Shrimps um, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Matt Gourley. I love him so much. I've been wanting. Oh, to get, oh is it? I know it's a I've been wanting, Mark McConville. Right, Mark Mark McConville. I've been wanting to get the, one of those guys on. Mm-hmm. I I saw them at Podfest and and talked to them a bit. I did get Chris Tolman, who is sometimes on uh, on Super Ego. He does like Herve Villachez and a couple mm-hmm. other. He does Lex Luthor during mm-hmm. the during the uh, the uh, Legion of Doom uh, mm-hmm. sketches. Chris Tolman was great. Um, yeah. Pistol Shrimps. I, yeah, Mark McConville. They're all great guys, and they're all really nice. Yeah. They just don't have any fucking time. They're busy yeah, as they're, hell. They're busy people. Um, don't even get me started on Paul. Paul F. Paul Tompkins. He's just on fire yeah. busy with yeah. No You Shut Up and the the stage shows that he does and mm-hmm. just everything, yeah. He's brilliant. I mean, yeah. he's just... He's Bam, Bamford, Tompkins. Like, there are just some people that... The singularity thing. It's that whole thing of such a unique voice. Greg Proops, same thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I've had him on, and I've gone to many of his recordings, and I will continue to go. Have you ever seen Brett Weinbach? I have. I have. Brett Weinbach? Yeah, Brett Weinbach. He's super weird. Yep. I don't know if we'll ever... I mean, he's so funny, but I, I don't... I don't know how he translates to media, but just stand-up comedy. He's really like, funny, but in a real subtle, quirky, weird way and again a very unique kind of thing where it feels like Dadaism and how right. it's so bizarre. Yes, that's a perfect description. Perfect description. Thank it's you. It's like Dadaist comedy. Yeah, and you can't you have to see his face because so much of it is just how he creates these pregnant moments of tension. And he has this very kind of funny, strange, deadpan thing. Yes, yes. And I had a huge crush on him for oh, a second. Oh, of course. Well, you know, because I'm like, oh you're so weird. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um but yeah, he's just in my top list of just stand up comics that I just yeah. really admire. And see, I, I, I have a comedy album of his and I don't listen to it because I. It's really it, good. It, it is, but I don't listen to it because his stuff, again, he's much more of an in the moment, in person comedian to really. You have to have that visual and audio mm-hmm. and experiential of the tension in the room in order to get the full experience. Yeah. And just listening to him on the album, it, it loses a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So That's. I, but I like whenever he shows up and stuff. Yeah, it, I I finally accepted this year after years of people telling me, write a book, do online classes, do videos and stuff, because I really am not, I'm just like, just listen to my fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah, I, love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do love teaching my workshops mm-hmm, and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's weird being captured in the work that I do. Like, sure. It's like, so, it's like, oh, it's stealing my soul. I don't know what my deal is. Right. But I finally accepted and did a, a, a 13-week series of teaching live online so mm-hmm. there was video because mm-hmm. most people just know my voice mm-hmm. they don't know mm-hmm. uh, but the minute they see me in, in uh, live or whatever they're like why why can't I see more videos because it's so much of how I mean Filipinos are incredibly um, expressive I mean mm-hmm. there's a whole like language with just your eyebrows sure 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 um, 
and so I finally just accepted that to fully understand how I communicate and to, to get that communication across. People have to be able to see me because so much of what I do is nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it, I finally was like, okay, fine. So, so that's what I'm doing these days. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out how to. I mean, it's pretty easy. Just, you know. I know somebody who who has a Filipino daddy. Daddy um, like a dom daddy. Yes, yes. Oh, that would be so weird for me. She learned some 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 Filipino words. You know, calls him Bo, and you know, <laughs> learn learned some Filipino words to to further please him just uh-huh. that little bit. So, oh, yeah. yes, yeah. sweet. Hey, adorable. Yeah, that'd be like that'd be like doing BDSM with them. Like, a family member like, close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a long time I couldn't be a, I, any Asian man I couldn't be attracted to because it felt like I was related to them oh yeah but I realized a lot of that is of course I might be related to you <laughs> it, it's just also because I grew up not around a lot of fil- other Filipinos mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that's why there was sort of a familial thing sure with anybody but now I'm fine with that yeah, like yeah. you're a hot Asian man yeah, awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I've been Championing the cause of, of uh, Asian representation in, in media. Oh lately. my god, I love what's going on with the John Cho. Right, John stuff? Cho, and just everybody, everybody. Um, you know, uh, Aziz, and and just you know, mm-hmm. and just uh, Daniel Day Kim, and you know, other other actors who are just like. Yeah, you know, you could have put an Asian person in there. Yeah. You could have put two Asian people in there, or that kind of thing. Yeah, the amount of taking comics and and. There's so much awesome sci-fi stuff that's been sure. taken to the screen, and then an Asian character is being whitewashed, yeah. being cast white. Yeah. That's fucked up! Yeah, yeah, like Ghost in the Shell, like things like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, It's just like, I was really upset about that, and then somebody started giving me crap about, you know, the doctor being white, and I'm just like, come on, really? you just, I'm not picking on you and your fandom, I'm talking about a larger problem inside mm-hmm. the entertainment industry. Like, one switcheroony, but it's always to white, and... It's fuck, and it's just. Well, they went to. There was that story that came out, the Ghost in the Shell. They were they had all these white actors in it. They were talking about CGIing them to make them look Asian, and I'm like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? Why don't you just hire Asian actors? It was already weird. And even Mulan had fucking Harvey Firestein in it for fuck's sake. I'm like, (laughs) come on, Asian, come on. If you have a feudal China, there's no white people there. Come on. Yeah, it's. I mean, luckily, you know, the so, the social media is starting to point out a lot of the yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. So and I'm always on on jumping on that bandwagon of I'm done with white dudes. I don't want to see another Seth Rogen movie. Give me something else, please. You know, yeah, it's it's just boring. Like when I look at like BDSM photography, mm. or like this guy who I I was checking out some photographers feed. Mm-hmm. that did like more erotic mm-hmm. boudoir stuff mm-hmm. and I'm like oh these are gorgeous look at that lighting that's a hot chick and then I'm like these are all skinny long haired white tall women mm-hmm. and I'm just like this is the extent mm-hmm. of your model repertoire mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. come on so I think just it's not even really about being white it's just redundant I was a fetish photographer for many years oh. and I uh really really <laughs> um and I began to notice accidentally that I was not discriminating on body type or skin color or height or, you know, things like that. And was, and was just, if I, if, 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 a, if a person, it was all women, although there were a couple of guys and a couple of like spanky type things, 
but I had, you know, Latina women and, and African-American black, black women and, and larger women and smaller women and just all different sizes. I had women that had like, like, um, scars and, um, things that would be considered, um, uh, non-normative body mm-hmm. things, you know, uh, you know, or missing a finger or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. And I, and I just was very, it, it was a matter of the it, it factor coming from inside of them rather than uh, uh, adhering to an aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. And so. So where can I see your photography? Um, SaintMichael.com, S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. Although a lot of the girly stuff has been taken down because of some custody stuff we had years ago, but I'll probably put it back up at some point. But I can show, I have it on my phone, I can show you. Okay, I like looking at cool photos. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you're recommending media-wise? Anything I'm recommending. I mean, I'm still reading Modern Romance mm-hmm. by Z's and Sar. Nice. I probably finish that by mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. I, I love Master of None. That was great. You know, there's something I know that I'm just kind of obsessed and involved in it, so like mm-hmm, I have, mm-hmm. I've held off that that uh, Adele album last year where everyone was freaking out like with Hello and stuff. Mm-hmm. I did not listen to it at all mm-hmm. until recently. I've had no choice. There's they blast Coast FM above my head at work. Ooh. We have one of those Tannoy PA things up above my head, and I'm just like, Ugh. at least get Pandora. I know, right? Yeah. Can we just turn it off so I can listen to what I want to listen? I listen to my I listen to podcasts at work or whatever. Commercials are mean. Um, so, no, I just I avoid stuff that I I know I will get me like really right. involved yeah. and take me on an emotional journey I don't want to go on. Right, right, right. But um, yeah, my friend and I started a kind of a side thing where we help people with their dating profiles. So I <laughs> so I have Modern Romance, which is fantastic so far. Dataclism. Uh, by Christian Rudder, I think his name is, who is the OK Cupid guru. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really, I'm probably missing stuff, but I don't know, books, TV, sure, movies. Sure. Uh, there is a movie that just came out, limited release, so I don't know where it is, but it's called The Little Death. Oh, I've heard of that. And it's like, uh, yeah, the trailer's juicy as hell, because it's all these relationships where... One in in these sexual relationships, each one each one has somebody has a paraphilia that is getting in the way, like mm. crying or you know, um, I forgot all the ones or feet or whatever right, it is. Right, sure. Uh, but it just looks like a wonderful kind of gritty rom com mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. incredibly incredible. It's just raw and, and looks wonderful, and it's an indie movie. Okay. so I really want. to I get heard good things it. about sleeping with other people. That movie was that came out probably about six months ago with um, oh I can't remember oh uh, 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 uh is it Allison Brie and um oh yeah 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 oh yeah where and, uh, yeah yeah Jason Sudeikis and Allison Brie that really good and I thing. heard good things I heard good things about it. I haven't seen it but I heard good things about it okay so there is like a list of of movies that I would like to see that are pertaining to my interests and my career. See, that whenever it's my career, it's like, oh, not yeah. work. Yeah, no, it's work. But it's also fun. Yeah. But uh, on Netflix, the movie um, The Overnight mm-hmm. with Jason Schwartzman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love Schwartzman. three other people. I can't remember their names yeah. right now. But it it doesn't have high ratings. Right. And I don't know why, because it's fucking fantastic. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Nice. I just saw... A movie, You Want Me to Kill Him, which was kind of like a biopic about um, two boys in England who were, I don't know, a guy became obsessed with a girl and then she died and, and this whole kind of weird thing that happened. 
just yeah. that just and it was kind of I, I figured out the twist like way early on in the movie and it was, it was based on a real court case in England but it was like this whole thing of taking place in early internet days and, and you know the whole thing of, of manipulating people emotionally over the internet and that kind of thing and teenage boys and you know sex and blah 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 and it was just it was okay um, the thing that I've been watching that I just started watching season two just came out and I wasn't aware of it at all is um humans no <laughs> i really like that one is um uh angela angie tribeca it's know. uh rashida jones Ooh. it's a it's a parody of a police procedural a la police squad or naked gun mm-hmm. or airplane or uh, uh top secret it's that kind of humor where it's completely and totally played straight but completely ridiculous I Ridicu- love that stuff. Ridiculous things happen. Ridiculous, you know, just really dumb, ridiculous humor. And it's just, and I just kept laughing out loud. Out it's loud, cool. like really. It's called Angie Tribeca. It's on TBS, but it's also on, you can get it on Hulu. Okay. Uh, season two is just about ready to start. Mm-hmm. And I saw a thing for it on Facebook. I was like, that looks fun. And then I went and I saw the trailer and I was like, this looks amazing. And so I went and started watching the first thing and it's really funny. I love that films are totally not a thing now. Yeah. Now it's yeah. all about TV. 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 I it's also it. got uh, Dion Cole from the from Conan is on there too. Okay. Yeah. I as much as I sound like I'm really tapped in, I'm actually like really selectively tapped in, and then very, everything else. Very very selective about what I watch. I have so little time. So I'm spending so much time IRL with people that I have so little time for media that I have to. It has to hit many 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 items on the checklist in order for me to watch it. Oh, I have different reasons for why I'm not plugged in, but I like yours better. You sound really cool. <laughs> I don't know about that, but. Dave, you've been so quiet over there in the corner. He's observing. He's he's gathering ammunition for but later. <laughs> if I'm in the corner, I'm like yelling things like, uh, I, 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 ask him about the butt plug! Yeah, I totally, I don't know, I'm kind of like a, um, what's that thing when people in the comedy audience are jerks? Oh yeah, hecklers. Yeah, I, you're a heckler. I'm kind of a heckler. You're a podcast heckler. So it's weird. So it's weird that you're not heckling. I'm like, I, I do have a question about your wristband. You're wearing a leather, a very uh, studded leather leather wristband. Is it just a fashion thing, or is it something that actually is a symbol, a symbolism of of another part of who you are, or something like another that? Another part. Well, I mean, I know what you mean. Right. I just it sounded like so... a colored bandana, or a tattoo, or a whatever. Am I flagging for something? Right. Are you flagging your your leatherness? <laughs> I am not in the leather community. Okay. This is a gauntlet from Mr. S. Leather in San Francisco. Cool. Um, I think there's probably personal meaning meaning to it. I do like armor. Um, I I mean, when I turned 30, I got my septum pierced. It's the only... Mm-hmm. I mean, like my as a baby, I had my ears pierced. But it was kind of an important claiming of my own body of like, I'm going to pierce this, and this is like something that I'm going to do. Because I've never modified my body. Right, okay. Um, and so things like like this is, I think, more a representation because people look at me and like, my whole life and have been like, "Oh, isn't she sweet and, and uh, innocent?" Right. And I'm like, "I'll kill you! I'll cut you! I will shank when you do not look." <laughs> and and I mean, I have a lot of different. I mean, I'm not that much of an asshole, but like, uh, I think for me, part of it is just a representation of, of it's it's branding. It's how much mm-hmm. can I have. Mm-hmm. 
how much can I say to you non-verbally so that I don't have to explain sure. myself? Sure, sure. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely about that to a certain degree, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sex nerd Sandra. Right. It was like, how can I explain who I am in three words? Boom, boom, boom. Yes, yes. So we, yes. we just fucking move on. Uh, somebody who used to go to your podcast a lot was an old friend of mine, and he's the one who actually originally turned me on to you around the time that I discovered Nerdist and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And we're talking like, you know, five, six years ago, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so yeah, but immediately when he told me about your podcast, I'm like, sex, nerd, Sandra. Okay, so sex, nerd, I mean, it completely gives you everything on a silver platter that you need to know going in. You know it's going to be about sex in all its different ways, shapes, and forms, sizes, colors. You know the attitude. Whatever, you know the attitude. Then it's nerd, it's like this, the, 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 it's not the what you consume, it's how you consume it, it's that thing of, of looking at things through a microscope and obsessing over them so you know the inner nuts and bolts and the, and the whys and the wherefores and the hows and the things behind them and, and where things come from and why and all that, and then your name. So then, yeah, you're right. It just boom, boom, boom. Well done, you. I just really you. enjoyed you explaining me to me. <laughs> really enjoyed that. You get it. You really get one it. One of the episodes was called Mansplaining. Uh, one of your episodes? Yeah. Because I did. On the podcast. It was awful. I try not to, but... Oh, I don't feel like you mansplained. Okay, I, fe- I feel like you were processing your how you analyzed or like how you took in my my name. I, I didn't feel like you were actually trying to inform me. So no. I enjoyed watching the inside of your brain happen. I have a thing where I'm trying to tell somebody that I understand a thing that comes off as me trying to shove an understanding down someone's throat. So I have to balance that fine line. So thank you for taking that within the, the spirit with which it was intended. I appreciate it. You're welcome. No, I, I try and have... I mean, I have been mansplained, too. And, oh. I, and that is specific. And that that is... Uh, that's a thing. But um, but there's plenty of explaining. No, I I mean, especially in like the nerdier and geekier... Oh, of course. Of, people like to talk out loud to work their brains. And then you just have to stand there and go, Oh, look at you. And you just go, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. I do that too. And that's okay. It's yeah. just yeah. For, for entertainment reasons, it's yeah. good to cut down. Well, because it also, that's the childhood thing of always being told to shut up. I was always, blah, 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 you know, because look at me. I want oh, attention. Oh, are always talking out right. loud. It's but always being told to shut up constantly. My mom, from, from ki- the first day of kindergarten through probably third or fourth grade, the end of third or fourth grade, every day my mom, I would come home and my mom would say, did the teacher have to say, Michael, you're interrupting? Yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. You have big thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. And you're a share, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Sometimes overshare, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, TMI, overshare is whatever. Yeah. It's been really nice uh, sitting and chatting and getting the night. I agree. This has been very, very lovely. So um, I'm hoping to see you at the next uh, uh, cocktail party next month, maybe. I, we're yeah, going. If I we're going. Get there. Cool. I like hanging out. And stuff. Yeah, it's cool. We like met a lot of really, really nice people. Cocktails are good. Yeah, I, I like uh, getting fancy and and, yeah. and paying a lot for alcohol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe I want to take a flask next time. So. Yeah. Um, so I was recommending uh, Angie Trebekah, and I saw that movie, and I haven't. I have not seen Civil War yet, and yeah, I'll wait till it comes on cable. I'm not. I'm kind of done with a, with dudes punching each other kind of thing, and that's really kind of what all the Marvel movies I'll are about never now. Get over guys punching. <laughs> <each other. laughs> Although it was really nice, it's really nice to see all of the attention being given to Falcon and Black Panther, and not the two main white dudes. It's nice seeing some of that, and I'm glad that that 
we're, I think we're getting a Black Widow movie, and we're supposedly getting a Wonder Woman movie. I would and see those. I am burnt out on superhero movies. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah, I get I it. Either. Either. High stakes, yeah, lots of cool yeah, yeah. powers. And dudes punching each other. I Yeah, I yeah. I need more. The last movie I saw was I, I took my kid to see Keanu. The Key and <gasps> Peele. was it? It was so much was fun! It? it was a two hour Key and Peele sketch. Oh my god, But sexual. great. Okay, good. It was so much fun and we laughed and had a great time and was just like, it was it was like 10 at night and I'm and my, my wife left to go do something uh, and I'm like, hey, you want to go see Keanu? And my kid's like, Yeah! Let's go. Boom. Got in the car, drove, boom. We're five minutes to the theater. Boom. Done. How old's your kid? Uh, 17. Or 16. 17. 17. She graduates in next week. She just, yesterday was the last day of school. Oh, that's Graduates high school moment. next week. Everybody's coming into town. Cool. Congratulations. You did it. Thank they you. They survived high school. I did it. I did it. And she, yesterday, she and my, my wife, uh, looked online and she did her first job application ever for Six Flags. So you got adulting. I know, right? Well, because that's that's the rule in the house. It's like, okay, you're done with high school now. You have three goals this summer: get a job as soon as you can. Uh, you need to start contributing some of that to a uh, household, and we're going to put rent, quote unquote, rent in an account for you. So when you get ready to move out, you have a security deposit, mm-hmm. and then um, this, and you're going to ledger your budget and do all these things, mm-hmm. and you're going to uh, get your driver's license, and because the kids these days they don't care about driving, especially in Santa Clarita. There's I live in Santa Clarita. There's public transportation. They but they bust it everywhere. It's weird. It's a thing, you know. When I was like sixteen, I'm like, I must have a driver's license, and now it's just like eh. they're just like, eh, who cares? I'd rather be playing video games. I can just get a fake one. And the third one, line up your schedule for COC in the fall and uh, college of the canyon. Oh. Yeah, gonna go do the community college thing for a couple of years. Save the save the parents That's what some I money. Did. Well, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. love yeah. community yeah. college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. COC's great. It's a great school. Cal yeah. Arts is right there too. What? Cool. Well. Uh, parenting, that's great. Yeah, yeah I, I have a dog. All right, yeah, cool, cool. He's, he's, he's going into kindergarten soon. I'm really cool. proud of him. He's got his ABCs going. Do you think you'll ever do the human parent thing, or? I want to foster teenagers. Oh, there you go, there you go. I don't know why, but sure. I, I really like humans about to be adults. I think that's a really important, tender, vulnerable time. I agree. I, I agree. have no I was very tender and vulnerable at that time. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I have, I have, I have baby urges, mm. and then I just funnel that into vacuuming or Something checking else. with my friends. Sure, sure. I think sure. the urge to make to nurture life can you can like garden or something. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. actually need to. Well, I I always applaud people making a conscious decision to not have children, not procreate, and mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't. Some people are born for it and live for it and want to do that, and that's mm-hmm. a great, and that's their thing. And the people who don't. I think it's perfectly a, a, a wonderful, noble thing. There's already too many people in the world, and and why, if you know that something about yourself that you think I don't want to do that, then don't. Mm. And I think that's great. So, yeah, yeah um, I mean, like unless I had like an army of nannies, that, sure. Because I think I have enough personal sure, issues. Sure, 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 but sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. But I love that my friends are having mm-hmm, kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah, you get to borrow babies. It's cool. Yeah, I get to be like I'm going to be a great aunt. Go over and pet babies and go home. And I get to be an emergency babysitter. Yay! Yay! So. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, This has been an utter delight, and I hope to have you on again sometime other time. Talk about any other projects or anything you got coming up. So uh, tell us where to find you online and plug your shit. 
Oh, this is plugging times. Uh, sexnerdsandra.com. I'm sexnerdsandra everywhere. Twitter, the Facebook, Instagram, all the basics, Periscope. In my dreams. That's good. Oh, gee. Even there, maybe. <laughs> even there. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then, really, I'll, that's where I'll tell people that I, when I'm teaching classes online. But, you know, mainly yeah. I do the podcast, and I tell people how to have awesome spanking experiences and stuff. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. That's good. I uh, just on a on a personal note, I uh, I admire your work and what you do. I think that speaking as a person who was um, very sexually curious at a young age, mm-hmm. um, and at a time in the seventies when it was very very stigmatized for children to be curious about that sort of thing, um, I'm much more of the European school of that needs to be taught and talked about and exposure given to as early as possible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I sat, we, my first wife and I sat down with our kid and got a, got a whiteboard and an encyclopedia and blah, 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 but the, a month before kindergarten started and said, mm-hmm. what dirty words have you heard? And what does that mean? And what and this and that and going through the dictionary and going through encyclopedias and looking at charts and graphs and drawing mm-hmm. things and then this and that and going through all the stuff and saying this is what this is and that's what that is and this is why and this is how and blah 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 and we'll get more into the psychology and the sexuality of things later. But here's the mechanics and oh. start from there. And my kid is perfectly well adjusted. My kid is a perfectly well adjusted seventeen year old trans woman mm-hmm. who is going into getting ready to start college. And has a lovely, wonderful community of, of friends, mm-hmm. and has taken uh, sponsored friends to take them to the uh, Gay Straight Alliance meetings, mm-hmm. and been there as a support system for the kids whose parents are not accepting of their who they are and that sort of thing. And, and my kid is just a really good-hearted, nice person, mm-hmm. and um, my my ex-wife and I take total credit for that of, of giving a positive atmosphere to yeah. be. You know, and I think what you do fosters that. And I, and I want to, as a human, I want, and, and as a person who's a sex positive person, thank you for what you do. It's, it's good. It's good work. You're welcome, and thank you. Oh. I, I, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to oh. get to be part of, you know, the web of support that people need. And so, thank you for a very cool person that I've just met. Oh. Over cocktails to tell me that you're familiar with my work and doing awesome stuff yourself. I am super excited. Hear that. Good job on the comprehensive age-appropriate sex ed for your child. And here we are. Here we are. The world. The world. The world. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. Um, I'm uh, at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. We also have a Something2XP on Twitter. Uh, Check out our blog. Listen to past episodes on Something2XP.net. We are everywhere online as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Like us on Facebook and Google Plus. Check us out on Stitcher and Amazon. Uh, sorry, and uh, uh, Google Music Podcasts. Uh, email us at something two xp at gmail dot com. And remember, please be kind. You've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your host Michael John Simpson. Something Two XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. Please visit our website and blog at something2xp.net. You can find us online everywhere as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and find us now on Google Play Music. 
please follow us on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook and Google+. Please help support our podcast and get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash something2xp. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.